0: You thought the Jets getting eliminated from the playoffs would quiet the drama surrounding the team. Instead, everything kicked off over the weekend and we had everything from players disagreeing with the coach to an actual walk back from Rick Bonus himself. We'll dive into all of this in the chaos surrounding the Jets on tonight's episode of Locked On, Winnipeg Jets. or locked on the Hockey Jets, your daily podcast on the Winnipeg Jets. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Evening, friends, and welcome to today's episode of Locked On Winnipeg Jets, part of the Locked On Podcast Network your team every day. I'm your host, Harrison Lee, an avid Winnipeg Jets fan and an online blogger. You can follow me on Twitter at HLLivingLoco and at LO underscore Winnipeg Jets. As always, thanks so much for making Lockdown Jets your first listen of the day every day. If you like what you're hearing, be sure to like, follow, and subscribe on your favorite podcasting platform of choice, including Apple, Spotify, Google, Megaphone, Odyssey, and YouTube. Everydayers will always be in the loop on the latest and greatest in Winnipeg Jets news and analysis, but most of all, we just really love and appreciate your support. Now, like I said, tonight's episode is going to be diving into all of the stuff that happened over the weekend with the Jets. Um, You know, the elimination at the hands of the Vegas Golden Knights, no one was Shocked by that, right? The Jets were already thin coming into the postseason and even, you know, the off season. Let's be real. We knew that this team really couldn't afford any significant injuries, especially once they faced uh, really quality squads. And so we knew, you know, this Vegas series was a long shot and it ended even earlier than I was expecting. I thought Winnipeg, if, you know, it didn't have any more injuries, might have a real shot at unseating Vegas, Unfortunately, the exact opposite happened, and it was just like the worst possible scenario in almost every instance. So, what a disastrous playoff run! But if you thought that that was where uh, the chaos would end, you thought wrong. Bonus, of course, had the now infamous quote about being disappointed and disgusted with some of the players, and that seemingly spilled over over the past I don't know, 72 hours. Uh, We had a couple of press conferences, and interestingly, all of the players pretty much across the board said that in some capacity, they disagreed with bonus. Uh, Some even said that he, you know, really shouldn't have done that and that they wish he'd been more private about it, addressed it with them before going to the media and, you know, all of that fun stuff. Now, many of them have acknowledged that he is a pretty emotional guy who says it like it is. But I think in this case, they felt that, you know, their character and stuff had been questioned rather publicly. And apparently they felt they hadn't had a chance to share their side of it. Now, there was some talk from a couple of the players that was a little bit different from the rest of the group. I don't recall if it was Kyle Connor or a few others, uh, but somebody kind of in in so many words agreed with what Bones said, maybe disagreed with his method of delivery, but didn't disagree with his assessment. We also had guys who actually thought Rick was just off base. Uh, some folks disagreed heavily with the assessment of no pushback. They felt that the games were better and closer. And when it was brought up at Bonus's press conference yesterday, he did kind of walk back a good chunk of it. Because you remember from the original incident, he said that this is stuff dating all the way back to January. But when they asked him about it and pressed him on it, he said it specifically had to do with Game 5, but we know that that's not really true. I mean, it is ostensibly about Game 5, but we all know Bones was expressing frustration for a team that was like 19-25 and something else heading into the postseason, right? Like the second half of the season was dog crap. So, you know, as much as I think Bones will try to do damage control here, it's already out there, and I think that is kind of the biggest takeaway, right? The Jets are are desperately trying to scramble around and fix things, but the reality is Bones put the players on blast and now there's a chance that they're going to work together next season. So what does that mean for this team? The answer is I have no clue. I mean, this is one of the weirdest situations I think the Jets have been in. I know that every offseason we've talked about recently is like, oh, this is the big offseason of change. This is where things really kick off. But this feels like a different time uh, compared to previous years, right? Whenever the Jets have tried to run it back, you know, we usually kind of get irritated, but sort of just accept it, right? This feels a little bit different, though, because I think players are going to be driving more of some of the decision making you know, this hasn't always been the case with this team. You know, the, the Jets have usually just managed affairs internally, kept things quiet, and for the most part, the Jets have avoided a ton of the really bigger dramas that you might expect. Like Evander Kane case aside, Winnipeg generally not having a lot going on, but this though, a very public feud between, you know, Rick bonus and the players, that is a different story. And it does kind of make, kind of make me wonder if bones is already expecting not to be back next season. I think he's got like an option on his contract for another year, but, based on all of this feedback and stuff and the fact that he immediately had to come out and do damage control over this weekend, it tells me that maybe there is uh, a thought of separating and and going their separate ways. I just can't imagine that you have a guy who just ripped apart the team and then said, you know, I'm coming back next year. I feel like that with the relationship being the way that it is probably doesn't spell a lot of very successful uh, ventures ahead. So I mean, Bonus did say he'd be fine with a rebuild, but the players basically disagreed. They were not cool with the idea of a rebuild, which why would they be, right? They're in their primes in in many cases or exiting their primes here pretty soon. They've all been around this kind of crap before. They want to play and have a winning team. So the thought of a rebuild is nothing anyone on this team actually wants to stomach the thought of, but... Whether they want to or not, there might be some realities uh, ahead that that are going to be difficult for the Jets. Now, I guess one of the biggest questions you might have is, who is in the right? You know, Is it Bones? Is it the players? Do both have some correct correct thoughts uh, or are both wrong? We'll talk about what I kind of see coming out of this and which side might be more on track than the other. And also some stuff about Connor Hellebuck that might make you sweat a little bit. But before we go any further, I don't want to shout out our friends and partners at Athletic Greens. Our next partner has a product that I use literally every day. I started taking Age 1 because I was looking for a boost to my daily immune system and all of the routines and functions that our bodies require. Obviously, you know, a lot of you might be very fitness oriented, uh, looking out for your health, and you need something that's very convenient. So what is, you know, what are you wondering about? You know, you're probably asking, what is Age 1? It's just one delicious scoop stirred in a cup of water that gives you 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole food source superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens. I challenge you to find a product that gives you more for the price of AG1. I just mentioned the price, and it is less than $3 a day, which is a lot cheaper than those cold brews and juices you're probably used to pounding. I think it's a great option uh, for, you know being health conscious because, you know, it's lifestyle friendly, you know, whether you're on keto, paleo, vegan, gluten-free or dairy-free dietary restrictions, it has less than one gram of sugar and it doesn't have all those weird GMOs, nasty chemicals and additives that you might be worried about. And you don't have to just take my word for it. It features over 7,000 five-star reviews from plenty of wonderful athletes and trainers, folks who do this for a living and uh, care about their health as much as you do. Right now, it's time to reclaim your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. It helps you arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition. It's just one scoop and a cup of water every single day. That's it. No need for a different a million different pills and supplements to look out for your health. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs for the first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash NHL network. Again, that is athleticgreens.com slash NHL network to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. Hello, dear friends, and welcome back to this episode of Locked On, Winnipeg Jets, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Everydayers are probably keen to hear more about uh, all of the fun stuff over the past weekend. It was crazy kind of a disaster if we're being honest you know rick bonus versus the players and ultimately kind of the team in a way because i think sean reynolds said it best you know the the jets weren't just um like the jets players weren't the only one coming under fire from from Bonus's comments it was very clearly directed further up the chain to folks in management and the front office so who was right in all of this was it the players was it bonus was it neither was it both I kind of think that, um, for me at least, I tend to, uh, I see it from both perspectives. I think I agree more with bonuses assessment overall, but I think in saying that, I don't like that it felt there wasn't enough accountability on his side of things, right? Because ultimately he sets the daily lineups, he's in charge of the tactical approaches, and so You know, obviously the players do bear, you know, much of the responsibility. And I think that is kind of the prevailing takeaway. But I think Bones also has to be frank about, you know, the own limitations uh, that he's come up against this season. Stuff that he maybe could work on for next season if he even comes back. I, I can't imagine that he is. But should he return? You know, I think that there are some things that I would look at tweaking. Special teams was not good enough, especially on the power play. Um, I I feel like there wasn't enough opportunity for some younger internal players to maybe get some looks, you know, the the usage of Ehlers. I feel like I I get that he maybe played as many shifts as the other guys, but why is there such a disparity in total time on ice? A lot of it probably has to do with like the power play arrangements and Ehlers really should be featured heavily on that first power play unit. But like I said, you know, the special teams have all sorts of issues. So uh, at least the PK is great, but You know, I I, I sort of wonder, you know, longer term, right? Bones came in and said that he wanted to work with good people and that, you know, he felt like Winnipeg was a team that fit the way that he saw things and what he wanted to do with the squad. And then you see him put the players on blast, kind of take some jabs maybe at management, then walk it back and say, oh, things are great. The room is happy and all that. And, And maybe it actually is happy. Maybe the players are getting along. Maybe the vibe is good maybe the culture has changed in some capacity. But then you hear the players talk and there's not really a lot of focusing on how the players did. It's just what Bones said. And so I I kind of feel like we're sort of circling the wagon to return to where we started in many ways. And for me, you know, if this is as far as the whole criticism and situation goes, and next year they just returned with the same, Uh, tired old product, I I just don't really think anyone cares anymore. Look at this Jets team and look at the attendance. Aside from the playoffs, it has been piss poor. No one wants to watch this team on a consistent basis when it struggles and can't seem to express a clear vision for the future. And Winnipeg will always have challenges that other teams don't. It's a small market. It's a little bit challenging for young players to find uh, places to live that suits all of their, you know, yeah you know, young people interests i guess you know how it is right everyone knows winnipeg's reputation i come from baltimore i know all about you know cities with tough uh, reputations and how hard it can be to shake those um, preconceptions and things right but i think for the jets not only do they have uh, a, a geographical challenge but they have a perception challenge about how the team is how the locker room is and you know the organizational dysfunction that kind of exists around it This team doesn't win enough to kind of overcome a lot of that stuff. And that is where you run into recruitment challenges. But I I guess for me, I just don't understand why Winnipeg has now announced that uh, Kevin Shevelday off is coming back. It didn't come through the jets specifically, but it came from Elliot Friedman. And so I look at this and I'm like, you know, I kind of think bones was sort of on the right track here, ripping the players apart, ripping the, the team itself apart and here we get the announcement that Day Off is coming back next year when he probably should be on the hot seat for not having done enough with this team. Maybe he's following instructions, though. Maybe, you know, according to Mark Shipman, he's doing exactly what Shipman wants. And in that case, we might as well just give up because the Jets are basically turning into the Cleveland Browns now. But all I know is, you know, running this back another year with the same philosophy and approach it just can't happen with this this team it can't be the same core doing the same old crap every single season like they have for the last several years this team needs a change in direction and i think bones was kind of hinting as much even though the way that he did it maybe wasn't you know the most ideal of timings but all that said you know i i really feel like it'd be nice if we had a lot more accountability on both sides of the fence i feel like We've kind of gotten somewhere here and improved in some areas, but there is still a long way to go with this team, and increasingly, I don't even know what this team looks like after the summer and next season. Speaking of all of that, you know, the central figure amongst all of this is Connor Hellebuck, and based on his comments to the media today and yesterday, uh, all I can say is you better buckle up. We'll dive into why shortly. Hello friends, and welcome back to this episode of Locked On Winnipeg Jets, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We are just concluding some conversations about the Jets' offseason and how it has been uh, such a dramatic start, right? Like, did anyone expect there to be fireworks this early into the offseason? Maybe, given how it went last year when Paul Stastny basically called out Shifley and Wheeler and stuff and kind of said that they didn't really agree with their levels of effort, so... Uh, maybe this is actually just par for the course for the jets. Everyone always has some crap to say when a team loses, but I think with bones being what, you know, what he, what he did with the press conference and media availabilities and stuff, uh, it certainly forced the media and the team to kind of face each other a little more directly uh, over this past weekend. But one of the questions that I think has come, come out of all of this is, is this core going to return as it is next season? And based on Connor Hellebuck's response of having not really had conversations about an extension, having no interest in a rebuild, and um, reportedly looking to be uh, the highest paid goalie in the NHL, I just see all the signs pointing towards an exit sometime either this offseason or at the you know before the trade deadline next year. There's no way this situation is going to let Connor Hellebuck reach free agency. The Jets will do something before then because he's too... Darn not valuable to just let walk for free. You're talking about one of the best goaltenders in NHL history and a guy who looks like an absolute monster and will probably win a Vezina with his next team if it's not the Jets. You just can't let the situation get to the point where he departs for free, right? That That can't happen. So something's going to give right. The jets are either going to trade him or, or resign him. And I just can't imagine that there's a scenario where he extends that a, the jets can afford and B allows Winnipeg to retool as they need to. The jets right now are just not good enough. The team lacks significant depth in a couple of positions. The defense is okay, but Pionk kind of hurts it enough to the point where you start noticing that maybe it's not that great. Um, but like the bottom six really needs some scoring reinforcements. The top six has too many players who are passengers. Uh, I think Blake Wheeler is probably done after this year. I can't imagine he's really in shape enough to come back and play another full season, you know, especially like top six minutes that he's looking for. I think Blake might hang up the skates after this year. Maybe he gets involved in like hockey ops or something. I could see that being something that works for both parties and it might even be beneficial for the jets because I, I think, you know, a lot of the players really love Blake. Uh, it's just that his body hasn't been able to keep up as much as it used to. And that's really had an you know an unfortunate impact on the ice. But I think Blake is still very beloved. And it wouldn't shock me if he comes around the team a little more often in a front office capacity. But, you know, the other big question other than Hellebuck, I guess, is what you do with Shifley. And Mark refused to comment on the future of his uh, career right now, which is not surprising. I mean, he's going to wait and kind of play his cards right. I think, you know, Mark probably wants out as much as Dubois does. I think that they see very different visions for this team. I think that there is frustration that the Jets haven't really progressed as much as they should. And I know that Dubois said that we're taking a step forward, right? I know that he said that. But to me, all I read in him is that he wants to go somewhere else. And why wouldn't he, right? Like the Jets just aren't that great of a team. The destination is not always favorable for like, you know, young 20-something kids. And Dubois knows that he's a very in-demand, very skilled player to the point where he apparently is fine with going to other teams that aren't the Canadians, right? Even if it's just for a short-term spell. So all of this to me sounds like we're going to have some big changes this offseason and I just can't imagine that despite Winnipeg wanting to run it back, that it actually will. I think the players are going to force their hand. I wouldn't be surprised if Bonus hands in his resignation. All of this is kind of putting it on track to have a very explosive summer. And I got to be honest, I'm not sure it's going to leave the Jets in a better place. So I don't know what's going to happen, but whatever it is, it's probably going to be entertaining and a bit of a mess. Drop your predictions for this uh, summer's you know biggest moves and news in the comments below or at my social medias at HLivingLoco and at LO underscore Winnipeg Jets. For tonight's episode, though, that is going to be all the time that we have. I thank you so much for making Lockdown Jets your first listen of the day every day and encourage you to do so for the rest of the Lockdown Podcast Network. For tonight's episode, though, like I said, that is all the time that we have. We will see you back here tomorrow. Probably have some more thoughts on any new press conferences and news items that pop up in between. Maybe even start talking about how the Manitoba Moose are doing uh, in their playoff series and all that fun stuff. But again, we will see you tomorrow. Have a great night. And as always, go Jets go.